0: Start with a little story. There once was a businessman on vacation at a Mexican coastal village. He was out on the pier when he watched a boat come in, and a Mexican fisherman docked the boat and put his pole up against the boat. The businessman went over and he wanted to make small talk with him. He saw his catch of fish and he saw that he had some, a few beautiful tuna in that boat, and he said. How long did it take you to catch that? The fisherman said, oh, just a little while, not very long. The businessman said, well, why didn't you go out to deeper waters, and why didn't you fish longer? And the fisherman said, well, I live a very busy life. I have a very full life. And he said, I go home after this, and then I teach my kids, I play with my kids, and after that I have lunch, and then I take a siesta with my wife, Maria. And after that, we go into the town, we go into the little village, and I sell some fish, but then after that, I go out with my friends in the evening, and I play my guitar, and we sing, and we dance, and we sip on wine. The businessman scoffed, and he said, no, no, let me give you some advice. And then the fisherman found out it was an American, American businessman, because he was giving advice, unsolicited. And anyhow, he said, let me tell you what to do. What you should do is change your routine. You need to spend all day fishing, go into deeper waters, catch more fish. These things are beautiful, you could sell them and uh, direct to the, 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 the canning company and then you can make more money and when you make more money, you can buy what? More boats. And then you can have a business going and after you have more boats, then you can make more money, have your own production plant, do your own canning, Cut out the middleman. Trust me, I have a PhD in business management. What you'll do is that you'll sell directly to the customer and you'll make tons of money and you're going to have to move from here to Mexico City and after Mexico City to LA and after LA, New York, you're going to build this enterprise. How long is this going to take? The fisherman asked. Oh, 15, 20 years, the businessman said. But here's the thing. When you build that company, you're going to build it to a point where you can sell it. Announce an IPO, and you're going to make millions of dollars. And then what? The fisherman asked. And then the businessman said, this is the best part. You can move to a coastal village. You can sleep in all you want. You can do a little fishing. You can take a siesta with your wife. You can go into town at night, and you can Sing and dance and play your guitar and sip on wine. And what does the fisherman say as he's smiling? That's what I'm doing right now. The book of Proverbs gives us wisdom for life. And today we're looking at our relationship with money, what it can and what it can't do. Because we believe very often that having more increases our happiness, the proverb said, "That's not necessarily true." On the other hand, the proverbist this morning is going to say, "This not having enough is a problem as well." So we're going to look at the proverb, Proverbs thirty-eight and nine, that says, "Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread." So that line right there, we're going to come to in just a couple of minutes. Circle, underline in your mind or in your Bibles. Otherwise I might have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. What the proverbist is saying here is he's praying for God to frame his poverty or his wealth. And I'm speaking probably to a group of people that might be coming to us online or in person from a whole lot of different angles, a whole lot of different economic situations. But what the proverbist is saying is, don't give me wealth lest I build my own kingdom here on earth and become too comfortable, so much so that I start to forget about God. And he says, don't give me poverty because... He knows poverty brings problems as well. It's interesting to to note this. Uh, Wisdom is asking God to frame our poverty or our wealth. Too broke, you turn to crime. Too loaded, you turn away from God. In fact, there's a 2019 study, and there's many studies like this uh, that are are coming out that, that they're noticing that there is a direct link between poverty and incarcerations. In 2019, uh, a popular study that was done studied 230,000 children that were raised in the 80s and 90s in Chicago. And it, it was regardless of age and race, it was black and white, and it, and it showed that when, when, there was diverse, when, there was, um, when there was problems in the, the home with money, it resulted in later higher incarceration rates. It showed also that there were problems with pregnancies outside of marriage that resulted in economic problems within that family that went to the next generation when they studied the 30-year-olds, the 30- and 40-year-olds now. On the other hand, there's been studies recently that say that wealth lowers people's empathy, that the more that somebody has wealth, the less empathetic they are, and the people that don't have wealth The impoverished, actually, their empathy levels are much higher. And people with money are less altruistic. Because after all, how can you help somebody if you don't know what they're going through or you can't relate to what they're going through? Now, these studies that we've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on, I should say the universities have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on, it's all free advice, right from God, From Proverbs chapter 30, there's problems with wealth and there's problems with poverty. So keep me away from both, the Proverbist is saying. He says, give me neither poverty nor riches, otherwise I might lose you, God, because I might dishonor you by sinning, or I might just completely forget about you. And instead of that, he says, verse 8, but give me only my daily bread, This word is is a word that says, prescribed daily dose of divine grub. That means anything and everything I need to live day by day. Day by day bread, literally. Uh, There's this account that happens in Exodus chapter 16 where God teaches his people about daily bread. So the Israelites, they're going through the wilderness, they're wandering, and God is providing for them, but he's not providing for them with uh, on-demand Uber Eats. He's not doing that. What he's doing is like an everyday surprise. Every morning when they wake up, God provides for them on the ground food that they don't understand what it is. is. They call it, what is it, bread? Mystery manna. But they're going out and they're collecting it. And here's the catch is that when they collect it, God says you must eat it that day because if, if you don't, it's going to get all funky and it's going to have maggots and it's going to be inedible that evening. And it was. What was God doing when he, he, he put his people through this? What was he teaching them in their hearts to do? That's right. Daily bread living. Daily bread living. The problem with money is that When we start relying on money instead of daily bread living, then all of a sudden we are going to start forgetting about the God that gives us the day to day things that we need. The question is how can I zone in on, how can I get that daily bread living that God wants for my life, that that is the wise life? And the answer is answering this question who is your master? Is it God or is it money? 1,400 years later, after that mystery bread that appeared on the ground, there was another man that came that he said, I'm the bread from heaven. And when he came, he said this. He said, no one can have two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And that word money is actually, the KJV is legit on this one. The word is mammon. And the word means everything that you can get with money. It means money and everything that you can get with it. So everything from the cheapest thing that you can buy, a stick of gum, to the most expensive thing you can buy, Taylor Swift tickets. You, it's everything that you can use to get and have something with money. All right? So whatever it is that you drove in on, whatever you have at your home, that's mammon. Jesus is saying, is mammon your master or is God your master? Because you can't split the baby. You can't have both. They can't be in the same house in your life. They can't be in your heart together. There needs to be one. Let's call it Let's call it the money boss. Do you work for the money boss? Is he your boss? You can be rich and money boss can be your boss and you're going to be accumulating wealth and you're going to be serving this money boss and you're going to be doing it to make sure that your security and your safety and your kids' safety and all these things are right and you're going to be thinking about money boss all the time because he's the one that provides for you, right? He's the one that is going to give you happiness because, because, he's, because you have money and you're going to get more money and you're going to make everybody around you happy through the money boss that you serve and that you worship. Your security, you see, if you're wealthy, can be, not necessarily has to be, can be money boss. There's this uh, pretty successful guy that lived a long time ago that made a lot of money, made a lot of inventions, and he was pretty wise. And you know what he says? Money has never made man happy, nor will it. There is nothing in its nature to produce happiness. The more one has, the more one wants. The man whose face is printed on the hundred says that money isn't the answer. Doesn't give you happiness. And if he says it. But maybe you're saying, I don't have money. I don't have wealth, so the money boss isn't my boss. Money boss isn't my problem. Are you sure? Money boss is an equal opportunity employer. He will enslave both the rich and the poor. And the other side of the coin is this, is that if you're poor and you're always wondering and always worried and always saying, I wish I had, I wish I had, and and you're shaking your fist at God and saying, you haven't given me that. I don't have enough. I need more. You're still worshiping money boss, but you're worshiping money boss without all the money. You see that? Uh, There's a best-selling author and psychiatrist, Gordon Livingston, his name is, And he said that something to this effect, money doesn't buy you happiness, but you can rent it. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. What Jesus is teaching about money is that there's one boss that's going to give you a false happiness for a time, maybe 80 years, maybe 90 years. But if you put your faith in money boss and he's your boss, I'll tell you right now, he doesn't give one rip about you or about your family, or about your happiness. And if he does, it's only for a short time. Because when you meet your maker, money boss is out of here. He doesn't care about your soul, he doesn't care about your future body, he doesn't care about any of that. So you need somebody to defeat the money boss within the heart. And that, my friends, is the good news That there's a new boss, that bankrupted Money Boss, and gives you riches beyond compare on earth. And although he was richer than everything, and he had more power than the most powerful army or terrorist organization, that he came and left all of his riches and his power. And what did he do to defeat Money Boss, to bankrupt Money Boss in your life? He entered this world, and guess what? He became... Poor, really poor, poorer than the most impoverished place or person because it says this in the Bible, it says that your good boss, your good friend, uh, he, he actually said this, he said, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He loved you to the point of poverty because he saw how money boss was ruining your life and my life. And how money and the, the desire for it can take over and can consume the life of a person. And in his poorness, he also ministered to the rich. He called them out of trees. And he said, I'm going to your house because there's a problem in your heart. Money boss is ruining your life. And he walks into the, his, the rich people's houses and he told them about the kingdom of God and about forgiveness. And people like that would leave the house. And in one instance said this, See here, I believe in the forgiveness that you give. I believe that Money Boss is no longer my boss, and here I go. I'm going to give half of what I have to the poor, and I'm going to give four times back to the people that I cheated. Your good boss, your friend, comes into your and my life, and he kicks out Money Boss with his forgiveness, with his grace, because we're worrying all the time. He says, I give you peace. Peace. And there's one topic in the Bible that Jesus talks about more than any other topic except for the kingdom of heaven. Do you know what that topic is? Money. Money in and of itself is not evil, is it? But Jesus cared so much for that young man that he told him, sell everything that you have. Remember that story? He couldn't do it because Money Boss had such a hold on him. And the disciples asked, How can anyone get into heaven? And Jesus says, yeah, it's for the rich that are ruled by Money Boss. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, but nothing's impossible with God, he said. So I ask you right now, if Money Boss has been ruling over your life, whether you've been rich or poor, repent with me and believe that Jesus forgives and he fills you with such grace and love that's undeserved. And he didn't do it with more money. He didn't throw money at the problem. He did it with, Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, that we were not redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to us by our ancestors, but we were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect. So what are we going to do? We're going to give up our worries, and we're going to listen to Jesus. He starts his teaching like this. No one can have two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. And then he says, so stop it. Stop worrying. Why are you worrying about your life? What you'll eat or drink or about your body? What you'll wear? Isn't life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How much more valuable are you than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Do you see how the lilies of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon, all of his drip is dressed like one of these. So stop worrying. What shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? For the money boss worshippers run after all of those things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, they'll be given to you as well. It's on that footing... That Paul writes to the second, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and he says, when you have that in your heart, when you have the good boss in your heart, when you have grace in your heart, when you have this full dependence that God's going to take care of you and you're going to do day-to-day daily bread living, that you're going to live out generously in your life. That's the correct teaching, Paul says, about our generosity and what we do with our money. Is that grace breeds generosity. You see... We don't have to be generous because we need to be right with God or God gives us rules. He did give his Old Testament people rules about giving at a certain percentage. But what, what, he, what the New Testament teaching is, is that here's Jesus. He's come and he's told us not to worry about a thing. Do day by day living because your daily bread, Jesus, is in your life. And Paul says some of the poorest people, the Macedonians, they gave out of their poverty and they gave generously to help other people. Whether you're rich or poor and you're hearing this message, you know what grace is because you have that good boss in your life now, today. So I'm telling you, Jesus says, be generous with what you got. And when you're generous with what you have, he's actually going to continue to supply your needs. Now he who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. If you're rich, there's no reason that you can't be empathetic and altruistic. Absolutely not. Because, not because science says you should or shouldn't, but because Jesus says, I'm going to continue to take care of your needs, even if you divorce yourself from some of that mammon and you bless the people in your community or you bless a charity or you bless your church or you bless people that you see and need. The gospel makes us empathetic. And if you're poor and you're listening to this, guess what? You don't have to run after money and steal and get things way back that that aren't correct with God because God says with daily bread living, I'm going to provide for your every need. It's grace that changes that behavior and it's grace that remains with you as you live out your life, as you live out the generosity that Jesus gives you because he's kicked out the old boss. So let his Grace and his forgiveness fill your life and change the way that you deal with money because he's the rich father in heaven that sent his son for you and me so that we can have riches forever and mansions that will make the mansions on this little ball of dirt look like a shack. So don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and thanksgiving, bring your requests before God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It will keep your heart and mind with the good boss, Christ Jesus.